0: Star Wars 7x7, episode 3241. The Spy Dancer is the sixth episode of Star Wars Vision Season 2, and also has some commonalities with other episodes that have come before, but puts its own spin on its particular story. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivald and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So, we'll start our 7 Takeaway Breakdown as we usually do by considering when in Star Wars history a story like this could take place. Obviously, we know it is a legendary story, if you will, it's not tied to a timeline, but... If it were, well, we get a couple of cues about when something like this possibly could have happened. There are references to the Empire and the Rebellion, which gives us a very narrow window of uh, from 19 BBY to 4 or 5 ABY. I mean, technically the New Republic was organizing itself in that year after Return of the Jedi after those events, but eh, still kind of rebellious. And then there's the appearance of a KX security droid, like K2SO and Rogue One. The earliest in the timeline that droids of that make have appeared is in Jedi Fallen Order, which takes place in 14 BBY. But, according to Louis, who is our main character in the story, it was 20 years prior that the Empire had, came, had come to her homeworld and torched the place and stole her baby. So we would have to be talking about the very early years of the Empire, like 1918-17 BBY, if we were to try and put it on a timeline. But that doesn't necessarily make sense with the whole rebellion thing, because the rebellion really didn't exist in earnest until, you know, certainly not until after 5 BBY and probably more specifically closer to 2 BBY. So yeah, it's, it's a little squirrely in this one. Unless when they're talking about rebellion, they're talking about the rebellion on this particular planet and not the rebellion writ large that we know about. All right, so enough about that. So for a second takeaway, the planet is not named in the short. I gather it's named in the the behind-the-scenes footage, but it's basically not a planet we've heard of. But it must be a pretty important planet as far as the Empire goes because they allow its stormtroopers to have you know what amounts to shore leave and it's seemingly well attended so it suggests that maybe the people who are working on this planet have a lot more liberties by comparison than imperial troopers and officers stationed on some other planets so this is definitely a planet of importance and certainly this you know, huge theater where they get to have these amazing artistic performances yeah it's almost as if it rivals Coruscant in a sense So for a third takeaway, that could be why it is so important for the Rebellion to have any information about the activity that's happening on this planet. We don't necessarily know what the activity is that they're trying to discover, what they're tracing, what they're reporting to the Rebellion. And there's a mission involved here as well, which because of the events that happen in this particular short, that mission is just dropped and we never really find out what it is. But for a fourth takeaway, we'll talk about the plot and in spoilery territory, comparatively speaking to what I've already done, which is already in spoilery territory anyway. So the mission involves putting trackers on stormtroopers so they can report their movements, but The whole situation goes crazy when the prima ballerina dancer here, Louis, sees an Imperial officer who she mistakes for the Imperial officer who stole her young son as a baby from her 20 years prior. And when she decides to abandon the mission that she's in the middle of because she has to get her revenge, she is shocked to discover that this Imperial officer is not at all who she thinks he is. And in fact, (laughs) it's shocking who he is. And she barely manages to stop herself from killing the guy, which then you know reveals herself as quote rebel scum unquote. So all heck breaks loose in the opera house, in the performance hall, in the cabaret. I should say probably. Yeah, it's not really an opera house. I'm just thinking of the Coruscant Opera House where they had you know things that were also not opera there. But anyway, so there's wonderful you know acrobatic dance fighting stuff that happens, and really the sort of Cirque du Soleil animation on some of the acrobatic work in here is really awesome. That was going to be my fifth takeaway, actually, just talking about the acrobatics, like the beautiful artistry that they have animated in this episode, and then combined with the action sequence that happens and working that acrobatic artistry into the action sequence was just really well done. For a sixth takeaway, I'll talk about where there's similarity with other Star Wars Vision stories. For example, Hattice, who is the younger, like a daughter character to Louis, wants to to get more involved in what's happening with the Empire, wants to fight them, and Louis keeps saying, yeah, you're not ready yet. Similar to the idea that we saw in In the Stars, that's the one with the two sisters that were the last survivors of a bombing of a village when the villagers tried to stand up against a factory that was operating on their planet. This is another story where artistic expression plays a strong role in the storytelling, like with the first episode, Sith, and also in the stars as well. And it's also another story that focuses on a mother's love. And that's something that we, you know, as we discussed in the I Am Your Mother episode yesterday, that we don't get a heck of a lot of in Star Wars. We don't get a lot of real mother-daughter and mother-son interaction very strongly. Yes, I know you have to go back to the Phantom Menace for a little bit of Shmi and Anakin and Attack of the Clones as well under very dire circumstances. And Rogue One, of course, as we mentioned yesterday. So, good to see a new variety of mother-related characters in Star Wars storytelling. And last but not least, for a little bit of a fun fact, the transports that the Imperials ride to the cabaret are very reminiscent of a Star Wars toy that was put out by Kenner in the early 80s. It was called the MTV-7. MTV standing for Multi-Terrain Vehicle. It was part of a collection of mini-rigs that were released that never really appeared in movies or anything like that, but they just said, hey, let's invent a couple of little, like one-figure holding action toys that we can kind of introduce into things. And in this short, we see a four-wheeled version, which is the kind that they put out as a toy, and a six-wheeled version, which is presumably (laughs) the stretch limo equivalent of an MTV-7. So that was a really fun little nostalgic blast to get out of this episode. And that's what I've got for you about The Spy Dancer, which is the sixth episode of Star Wars Visions, and that's what I've got for you for this episode of the podcast as well. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be.